light the way. No more dark nights, only brighter days. You can light the way, and the trace of you, it will echo. Hello, and welcome to Listen Well, a Lovewell podcast. The Lovewell Institute for the Creative Arts is an arts education not-for-profit where students from around the world have been conceiving, writing, and performing original full-length musicals since 1989. It's February, Lovewell community. That means love is in the air, and all of our sweethearts' candies here at Lovewell HQ are branded with kind thoughts for each and every one of you. Tonight, we've got a brand new episode in our Lovewell Rewind series, where we take a look back at musicals from the Lovewell Vault with interviews from original creators and the complete audio of the show. Tonight's musical is The Alternate, a musical tale of Nikola Tesla, written by the students and staff of Lovewell Fort Lauderdale Teens Session 1 back in 2012. Here is the official synopsis of that show. At the turn of the century, two inventors battle to become the king of the electric age. One, the legendary Thomas Edison. The other, the largely forgotten Nikola Tesla. The Alternate, a musical tale of Nikola Tesla, tells the fascinating and largely unknown story of an immigrant with a brilliant and unusual mind and his big dreams of perfecting the energy that powers our world. Set against the backdrop of the World's Fair in 1893, the alternate details the rise and fall of a brilliant man who sacrificed everything to change our world and illuminates the legacy he left behind. Remember, this show was completely written by the students that you'll hear performing it. With the help of their staff, they brainstormed every plot point, came up with every melody, wrote every scene, and choreographed every dance. When I asked the assistant music director of the alternate, Jason J. Party Pomerantz, to explain why this show had so much significance to him, here's what he had to say. The alternate was an unforgettable Lovewell experience. Both the creative process and the world it inhabited buzzed with possibility innovation, and larger-than-life characters who left an indelible mark on all of us. Swedes and Americans came together to tell the story of an immigrant who changed the course of history with his eccentric brilliance and sacrifice. A veteran Lovewell cast gave powerhouse performances as genius inventors, intellectual giants, and titans of industry, and they composed an electric score and a dynamic, well-researched script that beautifully dramatized the lives of Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison around the turn of the 19th century. We learned, we expressed complex scientific concepts about electric current and radio waves through choreography and lyrics. We asked questions about power, progress, and legacy, and we loved every second that we got to create it together. The alternate is a show that continues to echo in our lives. Thank you so much, Jason, for those great words about the alternate. Our two guests this evening are seasoned Lovewell veterans near and dear to all of our hearts. We couldn't all be in the same room, so we'll be utilizing our traditional zigzag interview format this evening. Be sure you stick around for intermission. We have tons of important announcements to share. 
Now, please make sure your seatbelts are fastened because otherwise this interview will knock you right on the floor. We are thrilled to welcome Jenna Flemons and Ryan Judah to the show for the very first time. Jenna, welcome. Thanks for joining us on Listen Well. Hey, Tyler. Thank you so much. So happy to be here with you and Ryan. Ryan, welcome to Listen Well as well. Uh, before asking if you'd join us for this episode, I actually had to go back through and see if we had chatted before because I was certain that we had, but it looks like I was wrong. So I'm really glad that you can finally join us. Hey, Tyler. I am so excited to be here on Listen Well. It has taken way too long for you to ask me to be here. I know that the Ryan Judah fans of the world have been banging on the level doors, just just begging for me to be on the podcast. So I'm super happy to be here. Um, and The Alternate is one of my favorite shows that I had ever done as a level student. So I am so, 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 so psyched to be here today. Hey, sweet Jenna. Yes, let the members of the Ryan Judah Fan Club know that they can stop spamming my inbox with emails requesting his appearance. Yeah, so, um, so happy to have I you both am here. a junior at Florida Jenna, State Jenna, tell University. our listeners a little bit I about what you're English doing these days. I am an English major and I have a psychology minor. I am um, I am an English major, but I'm focusing in editing, writing, and media specifically. So I'm also a copy editor for uh, this online publication called Her Campus. It's a nationwide um, online publication geared towards college women, so I'm a copy editor for that. I work for uh, Campus Recreation uh, on FSU campus. I'm a customer service representative for them, so I work at the Leech, I sway people in, greet people, all that jazz. I am also an intern at Florida Conservation Voters, which is a lobbyist organization basically trying to elect officials into office that support the environment and sustainability. And then I'm also a captain for the Women's Ultimate Club Frisbee team. So we play Ultimate Frisbee. I'm one of the captains. We are the Seminole Ladies Ultimate team. And yeah, that's pretty much that's what I'm up to. Super busy, taking classes, all that jazz. Look at you, so busy. Boy, listen well, sure could use a copy editor. So if you ever want to freelance and emphasis on free, you let us know. I always find it fascinating that the preferred crossover sport for Lovewell Lights is Ultimate Frisbee. I wonder why that is. Anyway, Ryan, how about you? What are you up to? Yeah, so I am currently recording this from L.A., because I'm currently touring the country with a children's show called Dragons Love Tacos. I'm currently the stage manager on that production. Me and five actors are touring the country in two, in two cars. Uh, I've seen 23 states thus far. It has been a joy. I actually, I applied for this job. Fun fact, behind the scenes level fact, I applied for this job sitting in the performance theater when I apparently had nothing to do with Lovewell, so I decided to just start applying for jobs. I didn't know what sort of scene writing I was avoiding that day, but I promise you whatever, it was important because now I'm employed. But yeah, so I'm in California right now uh, just doing the job. I have a few. Sh- I had a few shows today, a few shows tomorrow. You do a pretty much a new venue every day, so it's, it's a high-paced environment like Lovewell. So I think that's why I, I can kind of thrive in this crazy, crazy, ever-changing environment like the theater. 
Um, Dragons Love Tacos sounds incredible. <laughs> it's wonderful that you're getting to travel so much. Now, you both are long-time Lovewellites, from junior all the way to the top. Jenna, can you walk us through your history as a Lovewellite? So, I started because my brother was started Lovewell, and we used to always go to his shows, and I was very jealous of him as a young five-year-old kindergartner that I was. I was very jealous. So I, my, I, I went into Lovewell when I, I think I was around nine years old and we did Paradise Found and it was probably the best summer of my entire life that I can remember. So I stayed in junior for a, a lot of years because I started when I was so young. I did Paradise Found, we did Scare Me Good, Goodnight Jane, Category 5, and I think there was a couple others in there. And then I moved to teen, did The Alternate, Dragon of Drybrook, Dear Berlin, a bunch of shows. I went to Sweden to do Calling Amelia. And it was kind of a family thing. My, I think one year my brother was an intern. Well, I, I'm pretty sure it was Dear Berlin. And we had so much fun together. Um, as you know, the, the Fleming siblings are pretty tight. So um, it was a super fun family thing to do. And yeah, we started because of the Spanglers. My brother was friends with the Spanglers, so it was a thing that encompassed our entire life, pretty much. Fun with your brother? That's unheard of, Jenna. <laughs> Ryan, uh, tell us about your Lovewell journey. Yeah, I started Lovewell as a junior when I was 10 years old in 2005 with the show The Time It Takes which was about um, a time traveler. Um, there was a murder that happened in this junior show. Uh, Dory Spangler was pregnant in that show. It was really fun. It was a great, I think it was an iconic level junior show. It's the peak of level junior, if one could say. <laughs> and then I was a student up until 2013 when I finished with Dear Berlin. And then that next summer in 2014, I began as a staff member with my first time as a staff member was The Beauty of Namu, uh, another classic junior show. Um, and then most recently, and then I went to Sweden. I worked in Sweden uh, for uh, to the end. And then most recently, I came back this past summer after a few years away to do Greenbrier 1897 which was one of my favorite level experiences, which you directed when I was assistant assistant director. That's what I did. I was assistant director on that one. Um, we wear many hats here at Lovewell. Uh, I have a very singular experience, I believe, at Lovewell, which only a few of us share. It's like me and Sherry and Brembrandt, like Sophie. Only a few of us who have had the opportunity to be a junior and then go all the way up through Lovewell and become a staff member. To the point where even I I feel old now. Which I know everybody at Lovewell still everybody who's on staff at Level still feels that I am at least maybe 13. Um but it is so funny to me that I am now at that point as a staff member where nobody I have not the only people I've done Lovewells with are now all on staff, which is so interesting and so cool because I get to work with people who I did love well with and are now on staff with me and I get to work with people who are staff members when I was in love well, which is 
so exciting. It's like you you like idolize these people when you're 12 and 14 and 16 and these like very, very important years that you grow up and then you get to work with them is like a literal dream. And Tyler, you're one of those people for so many of us. And I won't let you get through this interview without me complimenting you at least three times and you cannot cut these out. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is not on the air, I'm never coming back to Lovewell. Oh, man. Ryan, you are lucky that I like you so much. We usually have a firm no complimenting Tyler policy here at Listen Well, but I'll allow it. Growing up with Lovewell is an experience none of us are ever prepared for, and it's part of the journey that always surprises us. Uh, Jenna, what did the alternate process mean for you? Uh, what were some of the highs and the lows? Why was it so memorable? So I am like 99.8% sure about this, but I'm almost positive that the alternate was my first show out of juniors. So it was right after, it was my first year in teen. So that was nerve wracking, obviously. I, I get nervous pretty easily. So as a 14 year old, you can imagine. Um, and I think this really, like, I think that was one of the challenges that I went through. Moving from junior to teen, as if, if any of you have done Lovewell before, um, anyone listening has done Lovewell before, you know that the, the move from junior to teen is so, it's like so remarkable. And everyone knows all the juniors that um, are in teen everyone knows the newbies. So I think that I'm a person who I, I matured really late, um, in life, like emotionally and mentally. And so I, I think that that was, um, it kind of hindered me a little bit just because I don't know if I was emotionally ready for the jump to teen, but I did it and I like doing things that scare me and that scared me and I got through it. I survived, I lived and I enjoyed it so much. Um, I remember Marcus saying to me while we were doing one of the dance breaks that I wasn't doing it, that it wasn't juniors anymore, it was teens. So I needed to put more effort into the dance break, which I totally am so grateful for him saying that. But it kind of, you know, got me into the teen mindset, the teen mood. So that was probably one of the things that I struggled with in the alternate, but it, it worked itself out. And yeah, everyone was so gracious moving for the juniors. You really get taken under someone's wing. And with everyone there, it was so incredible. So we definitely had lots of highs and lots of lows. But, you know, that's all about the process. You got to T the P, trust the process. So it worked itself out and we, we had a great session. Yeah, that first summer in the teen program can be intimidating at first for those longtime junior students. But as a staff member, it's always wonderful to watch those students slowly figure out that nothing has really changed, and that their voice is just as important as it used to be, if not more so, because they can bring fresh ideas to the table. Ryan, where did the spark for the alternate come from? Yeah, I had to really think back to the brainstorming circle of 2012, the first session of Lovewell, and I remember the first inkling of anything remotely what the alternate turned out to be was was the discussion of who Nikola Tesla was and how he was this forgotten story uh, 
amid greatness and he was somebody who I think when we all heard the story of Nikola Tesla and how this had been buried amongst history because this was an immigrant. I feel like the underdog story is often one that people at Lovewell can very much identify with because a lot of the times I feel a lot of us who've gone through Lovewell are identify ourselves as outsiders or 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 sometimes weirdos or uh, eccentrics. And I think that's what makes Lovewell such a wonderful place is that it's people who who want to hear these untold stories and and if it's somebody based in in somebody who's historic or somebody who's real or somebody who we create together a story that we create and characters that we create all together i think either way we tell the untold stories here at lovewell i love that connection it's not one that i've made before but of course it makes sense that so many historical lovewell musicals are about these underdog type characters whether they're in the alternate or calling amelia or even layers of leo and it's it's because we we can all relate to their stories on such a deep level. I love that. Jenna, what kinds of research did you and your collaborators have to do to nail down those historical elements? How much of the show was 100% factual versus more of an interpretation on the historical events? Yeah, so uh, this is definitely a, a true, somewhat of a true story. We we for sure had to do a lot of research about it because not a lot of people know about this time period. I mean, I'm sure some, a lot of people do, but we as 14 through 17 year olds didn't have a lot of prior information about this time period. So we did, there there was a lot of research that went into uh, the creation of the show. One of the things that we found out that not a lot of people knew is that Thomas Edison was kind of an it just never occurred to us that that, that was it. So uh, we we really tried to emphasize that in the show just because it's kind of a funny little neat trinket that we found among our research. A lot of the a lot of the show is true. We do like the Columbian Exposition of 1893 that is true. The way Tesla and Edison kind of interacted with each other. Um, there having a historical show writing a historical show is so much different than writing than creating creating something from your mind obviously because you know you have a little bit more freedom when you're writing something that's never been created before and never been done before unlike a historical show where you really have to you know do your homework and do the research and you know try to um try to create a really interesting, neat story about something that happened over a hundred years ago. So we, we did definitely make things up, but you know, you always got to put a little spin to the show. Obviously, uh, we made up some jokes and some other, uh, other fictional information here and there, but overall it was pretty, pretty concrete, uh, research oriented show. Um, which was really, really interesting because you never, like, I would never find out this information. I, yeah, sure, you learn it in a, in a history class, but who, who remembers their AP US class? No one. But, but after doing alternate, I remember everything about Edison and Tesla, literally everything. 
So I think it's a really neat and interesting way of learning about something because you're really engaging with it and then you are that, you're a portrayal of that history. So I think it's really cool to do historical shows. Awesome uh, creating new shows, but also the historical aspect is really, really interesting. You are absolutely correct because the only thing I remember from AP US history was that I hated it. (laughs) Ryan, how would you best describe the tone and the style of this show? How was it similar or different from other Lovewell shows that you were a part of? And are there any like contemporary musicals that you feel might be similar? This show um, was an interesting one to write for me, I think, in terms of my level career, because unlike anything that I had done before, it required a lot of research beforehand, before we could even start thinking about writing. Everybody, all the students, all the staff had to do tons and tons of research on Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison and the contemporaries of that time in the, in the turn of the century and the facts on what exactly it was that happened and what exactly Tesla did and what Edison did or did not do. And so it was a lot of, a lot of, a lot, a lot of research before we could really do any sort of writing, which, which was so interesting. And, and it was so, and it was so exciting to see such an electric uh, no pun intended, current running through the entire... Please take that pun out. That was terrible. Absolutely not. It was so exciting to see this feeling running through everybody in the program at the time. Seeing them so excited to tell this story enough to go home and after a full at Lovewell, which is literally the most tiring thing anybody on this entire planet can ever do. There is no argument about it. A Lovewell day is unlike any other day in the world. So you want to go home and all you want to do is go to sleep. But to be that excited about something that you want to go home after that whole day and research. And I remember we watched a, a film at Lovewell one day that was so, so exciting. I can remember sitting with Natalia Solomon and both of us just freaking out over the crazy stuff that we were learning in this. In terms of a real life comparison, the only thing that I could really think of just in terms of a, a mirrored musical historical drama is Chaplin that was on Broadway maybe five years ago at this point, which um, dove into the untold parts of the Charlie Chaplin story and, and his rising to fame and, and decline from fame in his entire life from from the peak of his career to the end of his life, which I think mirrors our show in that respect. But but The Alternate was a pretty singular show in, in, in my level career and in, in my theater career in general, honestly. The Alternate has always stood out for me as well. I was working on the show Portales, New Mexico in Dayton, Ohio at the time. So I've only ever seen the alternate on video and it's so unlike any other level show I'd ever seen. And I think it's because of that unique approach to the source material that you were talking about. Jenna, the alternate is one of the shows in the level catalog. What about this musical makes it such a great show to produce? I think that this is a wonderful show to produce, especially for teenagers to really get a grasp of what life was like when we weren't here and to see a different time period that it was such a cool and unique time period. And just to like understand things that we would never have to understand in today's world. And also, in love classic love well we never try to make one character have a larger role than another character so with the the edison and tesla kind of dynamic 
with the rest of the cast. I think we really tried to focus on making everyone else in the cast have a, a pretty decent and heavy role that impacts the entire the entire show. So the yes, Edison and Tesla do have somewhat larger roles than everyone else, but that's just because of the nature of the show. We are creating a show and writing a show about these two um, influential individuals in this point of time. So yes, they will have larger roles, but really all of the other characters in the show do have very, um, very important and unique parts that need to be portrayed in their own way. And so if you're writing, if you're doing a show in high school, it's really important for there not to be sort of a hierarchy just because it just makes everything better and everyone feels like they're cared about and that their character matters. Also, the music, the music of the show is awesome. I was watching the show just to, you know, <laughs> um, remind me of some things. I was watching it yesterday and the music is so good and I was singing along with, with the show because I remember it. And I was, what, like 14, 15 years old and I still remember every lyric. Like the finale just gives you chills. Uh, so that's really cool. So I definitely think that this show is so important to do just for just for learning and learning new things and then putting this on, putting the show on is so incredibly amazing. Yes, the music is outstanding in this show. Again, I wasn't a part of the process at all, but I still find myself singing songs from the show all the time. Ryan, what was it like to not only play a mustachioed historical figure, but to have to write one. Was there added pressure? Was it easier working with a real-life blueprint? What was that like? I think this was definitely the first time that I felt stressed about a Lovewell show. Like, of course, there's always the the Lovewell stress that's like, oh my god, we have to write a whole show in three weeks and then do it. But, you know, that one, I know, I know that one. That one's familiar. <laughs> and comforting. But I remember at the time, this is the first role that I felt nervous about at Lovewell. And I don't think it was anything about like memorizing my lines, or like learning the, the songs, because that always comes and that happens. But I was nervous about portraying this person who I have come I had come to respect and learn so much about, and, and really, really, really resonate with as somebody who had felt like an outsider at the time to see this person in history who did such incredible things and and get to tell his story was so exciting to me that I I wanted to do this person justice and I think that's where my nerves were at the time. This next question is for you both. How do you use the lessons that you learned as a Lovewell light in your everyday life? Jenna? So I use Lovewell every I use it every day in multiple multiple ways. For one, one of the biggest take-homes that I learned while I was in Lovewell as a level student was to treat everyone with kindness and respect. And that is just, just an overarching theme that I try to bring to my everyday because it is 100% required in my mind. I think it's required to treat everyone like a human being and like they matter and they're important in this world. And Lovewell more than any other summer program I've been in, more than school or any club or anything, 
Lovewell has always been the number one place where I learned that. And I learned that as a nine-year-old. So I was taught that, well, I was taught that from birth by my parents, but it was ingrained in my brain from Lovewell that everyone needs to be treated with respect. And that's just a given and every day. So that is one thing that I take with me every single day when I leave the house. And now it's just become something that is a part of me. So I don't think about it anymore. But that is one thing I learned from my parents, from Lovewell, and from the whole entire community. Everyone is so gracious and so kind to everyone. And I think that's so, so unique and special about something. Another thing that I take along with me are the affirmations. Learning to be mindful in uh, a crazy place where your brain is always running and it never gets the chance to shut off. That can be really hard to deal with in high school and college. I'm noticing that uh, in my undergrad that it's really hard to to function when you don't have a time besides sleeping where you can really focus on the moment and being there and knowing that everything's going to be okay and you're going to be okay and learning that from a young age I think is so important because you can take it with you and you learn it so it's ingrained in your being and in your soul and that was just a thing that really really um, I admire about Love Well for, for teaching me that and I thank everyone who taught me how to just be present and be in the moment and not worry about what you're doing tomorrow, what you're doing in five minutes, what you did ten minutes ago, and just just thinking about the present, not even thinking, just being mindful and kind of being free in that sense. Ryan, how about you? I would not be doing the job I'm doing right now if it weren't for Lovewell. Uh, Lovewell showed me the lessons that I learned. The lessons that I learned at Lovewell showed me that I can study one form of art and practice eight other forms and continue to privately study seven other forms of art, you know? I went to school for musical theater and acting and singing and dancing, and I am currently professionally stage managing a national tour, which is not what I went to school for, but I learned about it because it was something that interests me and level taught me that just because I'm not taking a class doesn't mean I can't learn about it. Doesn't mean that I can't do it. I can just do something and I can, I, I became a songwriter and I became a director and I became all these things at level because I just did them. Nobody ever told me that I could or that I could and I just did it. Level shows you that you can do any of these things and every single day, I walk with those affirmations in my heart telling me that I can solve any single problem that I have with creativity and it is the most important lesson I have ever learned as an artist. Anything else you'd like to share, Jenna? So one more funny thing that I that I experienced recently actually last semester I was taking a history of text class for my English major and we had this project where we had to go into the rare, rare book library at FSU in the library. And they have books from ancient Egypt in there, papyrus scrolls and whatnot. So we had to do a project about this and write a paper about a certain book from the rare book library. 
And while we were looking, I found this really cool book from 1893, the Columbian Exposition in Chicago. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know about this. And all my classmates were like, what are you, how do you know about the Columbian Exposition of 1893? And then I started singing the song. I think it was like, it was in the middle of the show or something right before intermission. And it was, I'm not going to sing it now, but um, that's, I remembered it from when I was 14 years old, the Columbian Exposition. So I thought that was really, I didn't end up doing my project on that book, but I thought it was really funny that I found that book just because I don't know, things stick with you, you know, and especially things from Lovewell stick with you. And that will stick with me for the rest of my life. So, yeah. How about you, Ryan? Anything else? I mean, something that I, I love talking about um, is the, the energy of the Tuesday and Wednesday of the third week of Lovewell. It is when you are truly working 9 to 9 p.m. Because sometimes we open on a Thursday and we do other things on Monday. That Tuesday and Wednesday, you are writing a show, you are finishing a show, you are blocking a show, you are memorizing your lines, you're learning a dance, you're trying to remember a dance break you learned two weeks ago, maybe. You are trying on costumes, you're making props, you're building sets, everybody's doing everything, and the energy that flows through everyone there is the most beautiful and creatively pure energy that you can ever find in the entire world, and it is something that I... I missed for three years when I was away just then and being back in it made me so very full and happy. And that energy is something that, that rivals anything else in the entire world. I think the Tuesday and Wednesday of the third week of Lovewell are the best memories, the funniest memories, the silliest memories, because you are so excited that you're about to do this thing that you've been working so hard on. But then in the back of your mind, you also are realizing that you're coming to the end of this thing. And you have to absorb these moments and live in that time so presently and so fiercely. Because I think you you have that little voice inside of you that's telling, that's telling you that you don't know the next time you're going to see some of these people. Some of them maybe you live near. Some of them might live halfway across the world. And so you cherish those moments when you just get to spend an entire day with them making something that is beautiful and a story that resonates and that is going to resonate with so many more people that come to see it. Thank you both so much for this conversation. I know that we're not all in the same room when we get to do this, but your answers tonight really hit home with me. And I just can't thank you enough for taking the time to revisit the show. Yeah, thank you so much, Tyler. Thanks, Ryan. And thanks for having me has been so much fun. I had the best time going back and, and re-watching the show because this was this was the the most important level show to me as a student. It really was. And I was so happy to be able to go back and, and feel those feelings again and think about the people who were involved with that process. And and it truly was such a joy. So thank you, Tyler, so much for having me. Thank you, Jenna. You are a wonderful co-host here today. And I hope to be back soon. Ladies and gentlemen, do not let Tyler Grimes wait another 20 episodes to have Ryan Judah back on Listen Well, a level podcast. Thanks so much. Love you both. Huge thanks again to Jenna and Ryan. We loved having you on this episode. Oh, the show is about to begin. All right now, please no talking during the show. Unwrap any hard candies now and take as many 
pictures as you'd like because the actors are at places and the curtain is rising for The Alternate, a musical tale of Nikola Tesla. Mr. Thomas Edison, I am writing to you in regards to a promising young scientific mind, Mr. Nikola Tesla. I know two great men, one is you and the other is this young man. As he is a newcomer to America, I hope that he finds a friend in you and that the two of you together can light up the world. Yours truly, Dr. Charles Batchelor. Magnets and use efficient way of producing electricity. Is that all? Yes, well, what about the two of you? And he always wanted us to go to America, so. We'll grow up, grow up. 
Thomas Edison. The Wizard of Menlo Park? Yes, I've come all this way to meet him. I'll show you. Thomas Edison. Edison? Oh, I'm Thomas Edison. Nice to meet you. Well, I'm so sorry. I, I had no idea. You'll have to excuse my friend. She thinks she's funny. If you're looking for Mr. Edison, he's not here. He never comes in on Wednesdays. But today's Thursday. He never comes in on Thursdays either. Or Mondays. Or Tuesdays. Or Fridays. I believe you have a connectivity issue here. You see, these copper wires are exposed. Uh, without proper grounding, this can be very dangerous. Connectivity? Who did you say you were again? How do you know all this? Yes, it's just I thought the current's too strong. Excuse me, what's going on? Who is this strange in our lab? A recommendation from Dr. Charles Batchelor. Very impressive. It's a true pleasure to meet you, Mr. Tesla. Anyone recommended by Dr. Charles Batcher is surely a friend in this lab. Mr. Edison will be very pleased to meet you. Oh, thank you. Uh, when can I expect to meet him? Mr. Edison doesn't typically work traditional hours. Yes, he's on high demand to travel and speak about his work. Oh, uh, of course. Perhaps if I switch the connectors. Now, Mr. Tesla, I'll have to ask you not to take like this experiment. Mr. Edison is very particular about who comes to contact with his work. Wow, we've been working on that all day. How did you... There must have been a malfunction with the filament. Actually, it was with the connectors. Nickel versus platinum, it's a very common error. Impressive. You know, you should look into getting a patent for that. I mean, that's the first thing Mr. Edison would do. Imagine, getting a patent on your first day in America. Everyone knows about Mr. Edison and his patents. Why? He is nearly 1,000. 1,093 to be exact. <laughs> Mr. Edison, what perfect timing. <laughs> this is Nikola Tesla. He's just arrived in New York after making great strides in the field of electrical engineering while studying in Austria. He comes high recommended by Dr. Charles Batchelor. I must say, it's an honor to meet you, Mr. Edison. Thank you. Uh, my wife, Mina. Charmed. <laughs> Well, Mr. Tesla, you are obviously very well qualified in your field. You found a solution to a problem that's been plugging my team of scientists all day. I must say I am impressed. Sir, it's been a dream of mine to move to America and work in your lab. I'm very passionate about energy. In my opinion, the very advances, well, that'll make our world different. Very well. Okay. Okay. Very well, Mr. Tesla. I'd love to discuss ideas with you further, but I have to get out of here and... Actually, it's a get-together downtown, and I'd be honored if you would join us. My friends are an interesting bunch, and I think they'd be quite taken with you. Uh, of course, I'd love to. Wonderful. Mina, Clarence, shall we? <laughs> Thank you. 
with important things to do. We can wait. I hope you bring some new minds to this group. I'm afraid things are getting a bit stale. Yes. Pants <laughs> minds with large pockets. Oh, subtlety was never your strong suit, was it, Lola? Laura Ingalls Wilder <laughs> here is now. Well, Laura, why don't you tell me about your newest book? I've heard it's simply the West. <laughs> well, it's set on the prairie. It's about a young girl and not a man. Not interested. <laughs> so let's get back to the discussion. Alexander, you were saying I call it the telephone. It revolutionized maybe all community. Oh. oh, Mr. Edison. So glad you could join us. And who did you bring with you? His wife, Mrs. Addison, pleased to meet you. Yes, of course, but I was talking about this dashing young couple. Ladies and gentlemen, I am pleased to introduce to you my new friend, Nikola Tesla, all the way from Serbia. Expect great things from this great mind. Pleased to meet you, Nikola Tesla. I'm Marie Curie. Now, Thomas, I need to speak with you later tonight about the details of your radioactive experimentation. Some of my studies have shown that it might not be as safe as we once believed. <laughs> oh, now, Marie, we all know x-rays aren't dangerous. I've used them many times on humans to no ill effect. Why? Look at Clarence. Clarence. <laughs> This man has absorbed more radiation than anyone I know, and he's perfectly fine. <laughs> I highly doubt that you're okay, and I recommend that you get medical attention immediately. Oh, now, Marie, you female scientists are never happy unless you're fretting over something from the color of your lab aprons to how much radiation is being absorbed into our bodies. It's so charming. Not half as charming as when your lab assistants drop dead of radiation poisoning. Mr. Tesla, nice to meet you. The name's Twain, Mark Twain. Anyways, I'd be wondering if I could maybe drop by later and uh, we could pick each other's brains out. Good to meet you. Or maybe we can uh, at least compare our mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tesla, pleased to meet you, Catherine Johnson. Just here's a representative of my husband. Uh, I know it can be intimidating at first meeting all these bright minds. If you ever need a break from all the chitter-chatter, you can always come find me. Oh, I'm glad to, uh, to know that I'm in good company. I can see you have wide eyes for that little lady. After enough. Oh no, she's married and <laughs> besides, I'm here to concentrate on my work. Oh, Mr. Tesla, denial ain't just a river in Egypt, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Twain already, but see that lady over there. That's Robert Underwood Johnson's terribly faithful wife. And that's Divine Sarah, she's our biggest movie star. And Laura wrote some book about some prairie house. Beware of Lola Montez, whatever you do. She'll seduce every dollar off of you. Of mankind. 
not to worry, some knives are sharper than others. These are your kind of people, that's Alexander Bell. He's here to raise some money for his telephone. And that is Albert Einstein and his lovely wife, one of the smartest thinkers that we've ever Them, but make sure to impress them. <laughs> that is J.P. Morgan, you must know his name. He can make or break you in this world of fame. And that is George Westinghouse, he's one of a kind. Not only is he rich, he has a friend. Oh, Days turn into months. So you're stuck and have no idea what you're doing. Well, well, if I may, I believe a simple solution to your problem would be to introduce a polyphase system. This would make your direct current power system safer, faster, and more efficient. If I were given the space and materials, I would be able to fix this problem in a matter of a few short weeks. Sounds ambitious, Mr. Tesla. Do you truly believe you can finish in such a short amount of time? I'd bet my life on it. Although, if you really want to see speed and efficiency in action, my advice is to drop direct current completely and put my focus on alternating current. Proposing an entirely new method of transmitting electricity on your first day in America? Sounds like you'd rather compete with me than work alongside me. Of course not. Uh, my apologies. I often get ahead of myself. Uh, I'd be honored to assist you. I don't know, Mr. Tesla. I'm impressed by the magnitude of your ideas. I would be delighted to bring you aboard my direct current team. Accept my offer of $50,000 and you too shall be a part of history. I'll come aboard and help you with direct current, but in time I do plan to convince you that alternating current is the way of the future. We'll see about that. Indeed we will. I accept your offer. Your mind. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mr. Edison, uh, I go into the lab at 10 in the morning, and the next thing I know, it's 5 o'clock the next day. Well, if you're doing what you love, then it's all worth the sleepless nights, don't you think? Uh, of course. I, I do love my work. It's very exciting. Uh, I, I read in the newspaper the other day that Mr. Edison is paying you $50,000 for your work. Is that true? Yes, it's, it's an embarrassing sum, to be sure, but I do hope the advances will help me with my own work when I'm done with the project for Edison. $50,000. I can't even imagine. Your parents would be very proud of you, Nicola. Congratulations. Thank you. And how are you? Have you been able to find work? I'm making a bit of money doing some ironing in my home. The pay isn't much, but it's better than nothing. It's just been so difficult in this new country and without my husband. Of course. And how are the children? Are they adjusting? Oh, they try. They're trying. I'm sorry you're struggling, Lena, but 
I believe if we all continue to work hard, we'll find our own way. I think things will get better for you. Of course. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to get back to the lab. Good night. $50,000 you promised. When can I expect that? $50,000? Oh, Nicola, you obviously don't understand our American sense of humor. What? But we had a deal.
right, Mama. I'm not giving up without a fight. Thomas Edison will not win this war. You can fry any living creature with any form of electricity. Thomas Edison is the very definition of a mad scientist. Mark my words. You'll see. 
Chicago in anticipation of its grand opening. All eyes are on Nikola Tesla, who has promised to illuminate the entire fair with the greatest spectacle of electricity that the world has ever seen. The original bid of $1 million was placed by J. Pierpont Morgan and Tesla Drive Thomas Edison for his director and system. However, George Westinghouse and Nikola Tesla dropped the bid by offering Tesla an optimating church for half the price. After now, there are no choices on such an enormous electrical scale. The question that hand is, No matter the outcome, this is an event you won't want to miss. Come join us at the fair fairgrounds and be a part of history! Bye. 
It's the most exciting thing. You won't believe what you'll see in this crazy spinning ring. Horses riding right across the
enjoyed Act 1 of The Alternate, for tonight's brief intermission, we'd like to remind you some of the exciting things happening in the Lovewell community. Registration is open for all of our 2019 season of workshops around the globe. Between Florida, Kansas, Ohio, New York, and Sweden, you will have 16 different opportunities to create new works of musical theater this summer. Scholarship applications are also available for all of our programs. It's never been easier to book your spot on this summer's musical theater writing adventure. You can apply at www.lovewell.org apply. On March 2nd, 2019, we will be having our spring Fort Lauderdale intergenerational workshop entitled Songs for Change. We'll be engaging in a dialogue about the state of the world in 2019 before collaboratively creating original music to help enact the change we want to see. Sign up on our website today. As always, we'll be posting new episodes of Listen Well, a Love Well podcast on the first Thursday of every month, so be sure to subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. We might even have some extra bonus content coming your way in the next few weeks. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, we are also available on Spotify and iTunes, where you can leave a rating and a review as well. If you like the show, let us know. Oh, the lights just flickered. It's time to get back to the show. Please enjoy Act 2 of The Alternate. Project, I give you the greatest inventor of our time, Mr. Nikola Tesla. Today, I present to you a theory. Wireless power. When wireless is perfectly applied, the world will be converted into a huge brain. We shall be able to communicate with one another instantly. Not only that, but we shall see and hear each other 
as if we as if face to face. It's the wave of the future. And I call it the radio. Great job, Tesla. We should get started on the financials for this radio idea Mr. Right away. Tesla, I am very impressed with your ideas to modernize America. I am prepared to offer you $50,000 on top of whatever Westinghouse here has promised you. Hey, Tesla, you can't go with a stranger. I mean, we've had a great partnership so far. I mean, he can do exactly what Edison did to you. Where is Edison, anyway? He's taking a social break. So he wasn't invited? wasn't invited. Tesla, stop by later this week and we can work up a contract. Well, 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 I must say, I am very impressed. <laughs> so impressed I'm gonna stop by your lab tomorrow and conduct a little research of my own. <laughs> Get it? Conduct. <laughs> like electricity. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you say at 1234 p.m.? Great, see you are you sure this is safe? Your wireless power be potentially dangerous? Why, of course it's safe. It's much safer than the experiments Edison has been conducting on Clarence. But what I want to know is how we're going to keep this technology out of the wrong hands. Mr. Tesla, I am very interested in your ideas on wireless communication. Have you met Guglielmo Marconi? We actually have met. Uh, although you may not remember, at the World's Fair in 1893. Yes, yes, of course. Marconi here is working on radio too. Looks like you have a little friendly competition on your hands, yeah? <laughs> I'd love to speak to you about your advancements in telecommunications. I must tell you, I've used several of your own patents in my work. I'm greatly indebted to you. Indebted to me. Oh, there you are. We've been looking all over. <laughs> Here, have a drink. Let me sit near you. Dance with me. Do you like my perfume? A handsome young man shouldn't be alone. Please take me home with you. It's a turn of the century. Man of the century. Tesla, I love you. It's true. <laughs> Thank you. 
I can't be with you right now. You're right. We shouldn't be out here alone. I mean, my husband must be... So sorry. I'm going crazy, aren't I? I thought it sounded cool. <laughs> 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 
Sophia Peter, such a surprise. It's, it's been so long. How did you know I would be here? It's not too hard to find the brightest man in New York City. Tell me, how are your lives in this crazy place? Uh, it hasn't been easy, but we're very grateful for what we have. We know how difficult it is to be successful in this country, and you did it. Only an idea. We want to be like you. And we have an idea of our very own. Is that right? Yes, in fact, that's the reason why we've come here today. We have an idea to start a very own family business. The Vlasic Family Deli. Mama's cooking to talk the town, and we want to share it with New York. I'm so impressed. I came to this country with a dream, but know that it's very hard to go far with, without any money. That's where we have trouble. Can you help us think of a way to get started? My colleagues will tell you that I'm no good with business or finance, but I must find a way to help my dearest friends. Well, we could use any advice you may have. Oh, the key to success is selflessness. Sometimes the biggest obstacle that stands in your way is yourself. But if your dream is bigger than you, then nothing can stand in your way. I don't have much to give right now, but I'd be honored to share the little wealth that I have with you. <laughs> I don't know how I'll ever repay you. Thank you so very much, Tessa. I promise we won't let you down. of the future, the moving picture. I call it the kinetoscope. It's the next big thing. You're grasping at straws here, Thomas. This is useless. It's never going to catch on. Hey, have you heard that my boy Tesla's working on something he calls the radio? He thinks using your work with the phonograph, he can send people's voices all over America. Hell, he thinks maybe he can send them all over the world. You need his sound, he needs your picture. Let's make a deal. It's a match made in heaven. Stop it! Stop it right there. I'm the inventor this time, and I will not collaborate with Nikola Tesla ever again. Then I won't fund your little adventures ever again. <laughs> You're going down the wrong path, Thomas. No. I'm going down in history. So... How did it go? Do I look happy? Does it look like I want to talk to you? To any of you? No, sir. But, if you have a chance, maybe you could take a look at this blueprint and approve it so we can continue working. What is this? This print uses Tesla's quills. I said no Tesla! Another mention of his name, the thought of him makes me go insane. I will be the one who's going down in flames. They tell me that I'm over, tell me that I'm done, but I'm the king and he's nothing but a pawn. I'm the one who's gonna be remembered when I'm gone. This is my castle, this is my throne, and if I go down. Tell the world you work for me, the mastermind. 
end of the 20th century. You think you're the brightest mind in this country? Prove it! Prove it to me! I want to be back on top again! Make it happen! Step on anyone you have to! Do whatever you have to! Just figure it out or get out! What does he want us to do? Make magic out of nothing. There is no blueprint or plan. What can we do to follow through? We've got to buckle down now to make a hero of a man. We've got to do what it takes to keep him famous. Because there's so much at stake. Can't take the blame inside their hands. There's no room for doubt Tell the world that he's the king The mastermind of the 20th century The mastermind of the 20th century I have an idea that's sure to make Edison the mastermind of the century Start all over again. It's the money that's troubling you. I could help. Robert would fund the creation. Robert, your husband. None of this would have ever happened if you were by his side instead of mine. This is wrong. This is all wrong. Nothing to do with my husband. There is nothing you could have done. I could have been working. You've devoted your whole life to work. Your heart and soul. Is it so wrong to enjoy the other parts of life as well? My work is my passion. That's why I came to America. Not for something like this. Something like this? What are you trying to say? This is a distraction. You're a distraction! Please don't say that. God, you're not well. 
ha I have to ask you to leave and not return. Hey. Goodbye, Catherine.
What, like the birds? Yes, actual pigeons. I haven't seen Tesla in a while, but from what I've heard, his apartment is covered with several cages and is quite a mess. I've seen him in the park feeding them. Uh, he likes to talk to them. He has a favorite one, you know, an all-white one. I think he may even be in love with it. <laughs> it's not a joke. The poor old boy's losing his mind completely. Sad, really. He was a brilliant man. To Tesla. To Tesla. Gentlemen, wait, I'm so glad you're still here. I know you were talking about some new investments, and I think I have an idea that you'll love. It's something that is going to change the way we fight war. It's going to end war. It's a death ray. Don't let the name scare you. It's actually going to stop death ultimately. What it is is that we put posts around every country, and that way, oh, if you'll give me a moment, I actually have some drawings with um, me. Um, gentlemen, why don't you give us a moment? Hey there. Big boy. Just relax for a moment. Yeah, let's calm down. Your killer good looks, they drive me insane. When I hear you talk, it's like a shock to my brain. I love a man with a death ray. <laughs> I heard the buzz the other tongue of town. I can't help but swoon because you're taking me down.
They were all laughing at you. Everyone is laughing at you. What happened to you? You used to be one of the most brilliant minds in America, in the world. But now, you're nothing. You've lost it. You've lost your mind completely. Nicola. Nicola. Did I ever tell you how incredibly impressed I was by your light display at the World's Fair so many years ago? One of my most brilliant moments. Yeah, you've had a few. No, I can't concentrate. There isn't one light at the end of the tunnel. There are hundreds. Nicola, I can't get to the phone. It's okay to turn off the lights. I don't know how to say this. You're never good with your word. How to speak from my heart. You should try. When I need the words, I just fall apart. But a man is his words and his thoughts and the friends that he lost and the dreams that he dreamed and the life that he made that was not what it seemed I'm sorry now I'm sorry Our lights are Much left to say now. Our place in history is set. You won. Congratulations. No need to laugh. Regret. As a man is his work and his pride, and the twists on the ride, and the things he creates. That he gives and the things that he takes.
for you too.
Thank you all for joining us for tonight's episode of Listen Well, a Lovewell podcast. Special thanks again to Jenna and Ryan for joining us at Lovewell HQ for their great interview. Be sure to subscribe and we will save your seat for next time. Until then, this is Tyler Grimes reminding you to listen well, create well, love well. Good night. Oh, <laughs>